Hey, Christian podcasters and creatives, it is time for the event of the year, the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Come connect with trailblazers, authors, publishers, Christian speakers, business leaders, and more this fall in Houston, Texas on September 28th to the 30th. Learn from industry experts and celebrate the most captive voices in Christian podcasting. The Spark Media Ignite event is more than a conference. It is a celebration of Christian community where passion meets kingdom innovation. Don't miss out. Come spark your soul message and ignite your voice at the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Get your tickets today at sparkmedia.ventures. You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome to the Spark Influence Podcast, where we set the spark that ignites influence. You like that? I like it. We're your hosts, Peter and Misty Phillip. Hey there. So glad that you are here for us today. We are going to talk about another thing that's really close to our hearts, but I think that this is an important conversation as well. We're going to talk about the intersection of business and ministry, and then we're going to follow that up with how collaboration and teamwork can enhance both. Now, this is a topic that we have discussed before, but I don't think that people in general talk a lot about the intersection of business and ministry. But I think that it holds a lot of potential when we understand its nuances. And before we dive into it, for those of you who are new to our podcast, our mission is to empower you to be intentional in your marriage, with your family, in your business, and as leaders so that you can transform your communities, your businesses, and your ministries through the power of influence. Now, let's begin this conversation. I want to start by talking about the ways to blend business and ministry and how we can serve both God and our community in a meaningful way. I think one common misconception is that businesses and ministries exist in separate realms, but that's not necessarily true, is it? Nope. In fact, I think that they can be interwoven very beautifully Business can be a platform for ministry. Through business, we can fund missions, we can create jobs, we can serve our communities, and we can share God's love in tangible ways. We can also use our skills and our gifting to benefit others. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk more. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to talk more about that. Yeah, no, that's exactly. I wanted to kick it off to you because you're... You're using your gifting right now to help um, on some ministry projects, and it, it's been fun, you know, to to take the thing that you normally do every day for your job and to to say, you know what, I, I believe in this cause, I believe this is worthwhile, and I'm willing to come alongside you and and use my my gifting to further your your ministry. Yeah, it's like a perfect. It's a perfect 
marriage, actually. So ministry is business, right? You can't have a ministry and not operate in some fashion as a business because you're going to have to manage funds. You have to manage personnel. You know, you don't have this just pure esoteric they have people walking around in robes and they're, they've got food and things. Just that doesn't happen, right? It maybe does at some scale in the world somewhere, but they're not. The impact is very local and radius, not not being some type of um, wide, expansive ministry that has a really large impact on multiple individuals in multiple geographic locations. So, ministry is business, but most people don't see it. And when it comes to interacting with it from a business standpoint, business tries to treat it like a pure transactional relationship. And ministry is looking for all of the support and ministerial, ministerial side of it. And they don't always come together well and understand it, right? But what, um, what you can do uh, and, and what is working successfully, I see a lot of, is when you collaborate with each other, you bring the things they can't provide from a business standpoint, whether that's business infrastructure, business support, and departments and, and things that, that would be costly for a ministry to, to instigate on its own. You bring that in support of that ministry, but also ministry doesn't operate in the main business channels a lot of times, but it needs to interact with things that are within those business channels. And so when you come together and collaborate, you can bring access to large scale amounts of vendors. You have avenues and legal support for things that clear the way and help ministries out. You also have fundraising capabilities that exist outside of standard ministry type fundraising channels. And in the ministry, it, on, the, on that side is now really empowered to do their job, which is whatever that ministry is, whether it's orphanages or rescuing Christians or sex trafficking or... Rescuing Christians? Res- yeah. So like in Russia and China and North Korea, where they work hard to try to get Christians out of those countries who are just being killed for being a Christian, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, something we've we've discussed previously is about approaching our business with a servant leadership mindset, being conscious of the impact that we can have on other people that we serve. And I think then the profit, it's it's not just financial, but it's also spiritual. And that's where collaboration and teamwork also come into play. Working together can magnify our influence, like you were saying. It gives us a chance to build something bigger than ourselves. And this applies whether we're working together as a team at home with one another, I'm helping you to, to do better in your business and vice versa, or if it's us partnering with other businesses and ministry. Collaboration opens the door to new opportunities, ideas, and resources that one person or one organization may not have alone. In, in terms of ministry, it allows us to reach and touch more lives. And it's a powerful tool, just like you were saying. When businesses and ministries collaborate, it not only drives growth and expansion, but it also deepens the impact that we can have in our communities. And I think that this is something that we should all take to heart as leaders and entrepreneurs. Yes, I agree. It's our hope that this conversation inspires our listeners to see the potential of blending business and ministry and the power of collaboration. But as we always say, it's not just about listening, it's about taking action. And I wanted to go to a verse in Hebrews 10, 23, which I think is very appropriate for the times that we're living in. And it says, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up 
to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day drawing near. And so I just love that a couple of things I want to point out. It can consider, that means we need to put some thought into it. How can we stir up one another to love and to do good works? And we need to not neglect coming together with other believers, some, which is the habit of some. I think we're seeing that a lot more since COVID of people not returning to church. But even if it's not in a church setting, other places where you're coming together with believers and then encouraging one another and inspiring them to be the best that they can be with their gifting and calling and using your gifts and, and calling to work together with them. I think a lot of businesses and whether it's people in that, whether they own their own business as an entrepreneur or they work for a corporate organization, they don't always see how they can do that. I think it's a real challenge outside of like checking a box on some donation form that you're like, yeah, you can, I'll give 20 bucks a month, uh, whatever, you know, and schedule it to make it an automatic thing. Uh, when you talk about doing good works, it, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're just, yeah, I mean, yes, money is important because it's what makes the world run. But, you know, unless you're a substantial generator of revenue for these, for these ministries, just checking a little box and, do it, you know, giving 30 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month or whatever. That's not, it's not really ministry, right? That's maybe charitableness, but it's not helping a ministry in any material fashion, right? Whether it's lending your business talents and, or your organization's uh, talents to ministries and coordinating in a way that people maybe don't see and think and understand, right? Legal, legal lawyers can give legal advice and help them because they're still, they're still trapped by the legal system. Ministries are still going to be entangled in all of those things, whether it's border services, whether it's helping coordinate with the State Department to get people in and out of countries or rescue children or whatever the thing is, right? Having services that help them accomplish their mission. Some of it's maybe people who are good with trade that can get uh, shipping and logistics to help get supplies and things to other 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 countries to help for these ministries or even here locally where it's you're going to help homeless people a lot of ministries get attacked and restrained from they're not allowed to hand out food because that goes again they're not a they're not a restaurant so they're not allowed to give bring meals to people this is in the news this has happened right you can't give food to homeless people because that you're not a restaurant you don't have a license for that those are stupid things right and, and but bureaucracy exists to be an encumbrance you may have a business or you may have the talent and skills to help these ministries. And that's the intersection. That's where you take your faith and say, I'm going to do something. I'm going to put the meat on the grill here. I'm not just going to talk about it. I'm going to actually do something. And, and you're going to help them with these things and help them, whether it's legally, with business, setting up structures and, and organizations for the ministries that can help them operate. All those things are available. Some people don't just think about it because your impact can be vastly greater than your 30 bucks a month. That's right. That's right. Well, I want to go through some specific ways that businesses can collaborate. So I'm going to kind of introduce the idea and then I want you to flesh it out. So one of the ways that I was thinking about this is strategic alliances and partnerships, because this is something that I do a lot with people in my business. But businesses can enter into agreements or partnerships with other businesses to work towards common goals. They can co-develop products together, 
pool resources for marketing efforts or even share distribution networks. I know that you have lots of strategic alliances and and partnerships as well in your business and have, you know, trusted service providers that you are kind of your go-to. So I think that's one way that we can work together is by creating alliances. I I think that's a tremendous idea. But here's where you have to, they would need, a lot of ministries probably need, in my opinion, some consulting. I'm not trying to pitch consulting hours just because that's what I do. But (laughs) um, they don't know what they don't know about things. And they don't know that these are maybe options and available to them and they can get help with it. A lot of them operate in this very strange ministry type bubble that doesn't even look at doing those kind of things. And some of them are very smart about it. Some of them say, I've got, a, I've got a vendor who provides this for us, and I've got a vendor who does this for us, A, B, and C, and D, and E. And it really supports them and helps them, helps them in their business. But I, I think that it's almost like the older Christian barter-style model where, you know, the ministry is, you know, you're trading something for us. Like you, you're a Christian HVAC owner in a business. And your ministerial partnership that you have as an alliance with them is I help all of your ministry locations keep their AC running because if it doesn't work and it costs thousands of dollars, but I'm going to donate that as a, as an HVAC company owner and I'm going to make that partnership with you. That's a real simple one, right? More important than donating, you know, money every month um, because monies go to the ministry's core thing. And those other costs are very burdensome on the ministry's core mission when you have to pay out all of those things. So those services donated can be hugely beneficial, but any other kind of alliance like that, that that's, that's a normal operating operating alliance that would help you in the normal operations of the world, which all of them have to interact and, and, and deal with at some level. But for we, we all want our toilets to flush and our air conditioning to work. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> everybody cares when the lights don't come on and the toilets don't flush is a whole different ball game. So, Those kind of alliances, even down to like maybe a clinic that can offer, you know, just checkups. Like, you okay, you can bring in people and we'll just do a checkup to make sure they're not going to, you know, because healthcare can be a real problem as well. Maybe it's just for the ministry people that they need help with that as well. And so that's something you want to work with. Uh, Anything can become, any business can form an alliance that will benefit the ministry, but it benefits the business because they're, they're helping in the kingdom work. And they're doing what they're supposed to do, right? They're supposed to support. And so Christians, not being Christians in name only and just operating in the world, no different, taking that time, because it's more than just the dollars in your pocket that you give in the collection basket or if you just donate every month. Time is the most, you cannot purchase more of it. And it's the most expendable value, the most expendable commodity we have because it just it's always flowing. You can never turn it off and you can't get more of it. And so helping ministry with your time is a far more value. You're bringing a much greater coin than just your dollar. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's really good. So what do you think about joint ventures? I think that businesses can set up different legal entities to pursue a specific business objective. And I think that this kind of collaboration allows businesses to share, like you were talking about, risks, cost, rewards, maybe with a certain business operation or objective? From business to business, I mean, yes, they can be extremely beneficial and I've been involved in some in my, in my career. 
having a joint venture with a nonprofit can be really, really tricky. And, and I don't know if that's what you meant uh, if you were going there because there's a lot more hurdles. Nonprofits and not-for-profits are have a whole different structure that they're regulated by. Well, and I see people that maybe they have both of those. They do have a business side, but they also have a nonprofit side. Yeah, many, many do, right? And it's easier to you have a nonprofit that's just where you're going to, or like a charitable fund where you create a charitable fund and then you fund that charitable fund from your business and then use those monies and, and, and energies to then fund ministries and, 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 and other nonprofits, right? Um, whereas the charitable organization has certain advantages in the tax realm that allows you to use those monies fully without the government dipping into your pocket, which then you can bless ministries and churches with. And well, that, I'll that's give a, you an a example. Alliance, essentially. Yeah. Of what I was thinking is you're, you sit on the board of raising Christian kids and our friend Leanne just set up a nonprofit. Uh, she is an author. So she has a business in it and she has an animated television series. So there's one part of her business, right? Where they sell books, they sell CDs, they sell toys for kids, but now they're using the charitable arm to be able to collect donations for books so that parents that can't afford to have education materials and resources for their children, um, they can staff uh, or they can provide uh, churches with these materials so that they can then pass them out to kids. So that's kind of what I was thinking along those lines. But another concept I was thinking is like a co-marketing campaign. Businesses can collaborate on marketing efforts to increase the reach and impact of their promotional campaigns, this could look like co-sponsoring an event, right? Or working on a campaign together, for example. Yeah, those are those are hugely beneficial because you can take you can take that message and amplify it because you have your own network that maybe is not fully versed in what that ministry or that thing you're trying to support is. So when you comp- when you com- when you put those together, it's compound leverage again uh, that that then lets you say I'm hitting their their known network I'm hitting my known network and your reach could be far greater and those are really powerful I think and we have seen actually seen the effort of that and where you can dip into new markets and people who didn't even know and you think I don't know how Christian this market is but I'm gonna give it a shot and then you're just overwhelmed by the response it's like oh my gosh all these people were so excited to hear this like, I wish I had known about this earlier and then you hear all these things right and God it's the way God works and it works tremendously well you just got to take the chance and go out and give it a shot and exploit your network I don't mean exploit exploit tends to have a negative connotation I just mean to take advantage of the things that are available to you yeah to leverage the network and yes. maybe yeah 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 I mean well, and uh, another thing that I was thinking is knowledge sharing. Businesses can set up platforms for sharing knowledge and best practices. This could be in the form of joint training sessions, webinars, online forums, where different businesses can come together and interact with one another. For example, coming up very soon, I've got a group of podcasters coming together at a local movie studio. So I run in a very specific specific vein working with Christian podcasters. I've got a couple who's coming who they are believers, but they strictly work in the business to business realm. And then the movie studios hosting us, they focus on video. And so we each bring a little something different to the table. And so we can share our knowledge and bring bring people in. You know, I think that's going to be a really fun way to do that. And I think there's other things that we can do to either 
co-develop things or co-create things, and whether it's new products, services, or technologies, and then we can help to spread that information to our networks. I love that. It's a marketplace. You're creating a marketplace. I love that idea. That's a great idea, right? That that has lots of upside, especially when you find like-minded believers, like-minded organizations that want to come and team and then really support that. And then that in multiple ministries, right? Then you can take that marketplace of the business side that wants to coordinate with ministries, and it can be more than one ministry. Now you have a marketplace of ministries that can come together, and everyone's going to benefit and, and do end up doing kingdom work. It's a great, great, great idea. Yeah, now you kind of touched on this this one a little bit, which is supply chain collaboration. So businesses and ministries can work together to optimize their supply chain, whether it's sharing transportation or log- logistic resources, joint sourcing of materials, or collaborating on some kind of inventory management. Yeah, so I've seen where organizations who have that infrastructure in place will let organizations come in and say, look, I'm going to carve this off for you and you can come in and use these resources. You can come be part of our supply chain, our uh, supply chain management. I'm going to bring you in and all of this infrastructure is for you to use, right? I've even seen it for HR. Like you don't want to spool up an HR. Well, who does really? But um, <laughs> you don't want to spool up an HR and your for your organization because the ministry can grow and that it needs, it has all the encumbrances of a normal business, Right. But if they have to start spend to do all of these things and keep it, because not all of them operate super lean and just, you know, that's a fallacy sometimes because super lean just means you don't have enough money to kind of hire more people and everyone's doing 12 jobs. That doesn't benefit the ministry at all. So, yeah, that supply chain sort of the back end systems that exist within companies, you can say, I'm going to bring you in. And I've seen this where they say, we'll do your HR, we'll do your payroll, we'll do your we'll do your supply chain management for you, and then this is how we get your stuff out the door into other countries, and you know you get to operate under their banner, and it looks like them. You're essentially white labeling it for them, and you can bring them up, and it, it's a huge force multiplier for them because now they're unattached from having to have all of those services available and people to manage to pay. So. You know, instead of saying 80, 80 cents for every dollar you give goes to, to the ministry and, and the work we're doing, you know, you have to, if you have to spool out of that, but all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, look, well, like 38 cents actually goes to the ministry. And the other, the other rest of that money is going to support the people and the infrastructure that we have to have in place to actually do the mission. And it's, it's, it's depressing, right? It erodes the heck out of it. And so you can keep that model flipped where it's like 90 cents is going to the charity, 10 cents goes to keep this rest of this stuff running. And then the money's going to do God's work. Yeah. Another way that I've seen this work is with the local ministry of the Get Together. So the Get Together has a luncheon, a networking luncheon for nonprofits and businesses to get together. They bring in teachers and leaders and speakers to teach on a particular subject. I've been to the group and spoken on on podcasting and how you can use your podcast to leverage your business or your ministry. And then there's a list of needs. So all the nonprofits have been vetted. They have a a certain number of nonprofits that they stick with for the year. And so then we all gather around a table with a list of needs. And it is the coolest thing ever to see this list of needs and everybody goes through it. And it could be something like instead of giving the ministry money, 
It would be like the ministry has need of a table and chairs, or maybe they need coffee. And somebody's like, I could supply coffee. One of the things I was able to donate or a couple of things we've been able to donate were one, a used computer that we had that we were not going to get very much money for, but it was a MacBook. I mean, the MacBook Pro. Good, yeah. Good we had a brand new a microwave and a box that was too big that we couldn't return. That was too big for the place we wanted it in the kitchen. And so we were able to give that to a kitchen that feeds people. And so I love how the get together has coordinated business and ministry together to provide and to meet those needs. So a couple more things I wanted to touch on real quick. One is licensing and franchising. I know that companies can give or acquire licenses to use patents and trademarks and copyrights and technology. How can franchising or licensing, how could we use that to help with ministries? Well, for nonprofits, that's going to get, that could get tricky. Um, um, Unless you have something that you've patented, that, that, that's something that you own the patent of, then you can let I can them. Grant, I can grant usage and license. Grant, right? yeah, 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 grant that, them to use it. Probably what is better is to do some kind of share with them, whether it's going to be, if it's a, a, a product or an item or a process or a software or a service that you've got a patent or hold some type of um, license and that you can, and it benefits the ministry, then you can, you can license it freely. You can allow fair use of that to them without having any remuneration. Those are all things that can be done. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you see some people in churches where they'll, instead of donating, they leave, they give stock to the church, right? They just give their stock to the church, right? Kind of along the same lines of that, right? So that the church then has the ability to say, well, I'm going to hold on to this stock because it's going to go up or they can sell it and take the money immediately. Um, or land or... Or people give land all the time. They give... It just happened in Hawaii or no, Puerto Rico, right? And it's like they... It was like a, a major part of the island and someone owned a thousand acres and gave like 800 to the church. Just kept 200 for themselves. So you can... All those kind of things go to really massively helping ministries. Some of them donate, whether it's if you own a fleet company and you want to donate vehicles all the time and they just have the use of the vehicles, you lease them to them for zero dollars or whatever that charitable dollar is. Same way with that, whether it's, or maybe it's planes and helicopters, whatever kind of transportation, if you're in transportation, you want to donate these things that help support that ministry or van services for the church's meals on wheels and taking old people to medical appointments, you know, whatever that is, you can do something like that at that level. You, you'd be surprised if you looked around at, at your business and what you do, how many of those things you could probably benefit a ministry by outside of just giving a dollar because a dollar lets you donate and walk away right? It's just an ATM for a church. You're like, here's the money. Thanks. And most people kind of just kind of move on. Donating your time and your energy and your resources from your organization has a greater impact beyond the dollar. I'm not, I'm not diminishing the need for dollars because that's what runs the world. But, but when you see the impact that, that it has and what you will see is the impact it has on you. That's right. That's that, absolutely they, right. You will get back tenfold every time. Every time. And so all of a sudden, you're, you've got a hunger and a thirst to do and give from your organization outside of just having a check go out every month to an organization. Yeah, it has more meaning. You know, when I went down and worked at 
the soup kitchen absolutely broke my heart, but it was also just so impactful to me and made me just so thankful for just the many blessings that we have in, in a home and jobs and we can work and are not mentally ill and just um, that have self-esteem and, and all of those things because the, the people that were there it just really had a profound impact on me. It's not something that I could do all the time because it wrecked me. It just absolutely right. wrecks but me. But that's, that's my point. If you just give dollars, you never rub up against that. Yeah. And if you don't rub up against it, you don't see it and feel it, and the impact's not the same. Yeah. Go helping homeless people in a homeless encampment, right, to get out of that mess or just go to a kitchen and be rub elbows with them and see them in their face and shake their cu- cut-up, calloused hand because they sleep on the street – it's very different than sending you know, 50 bucks a month. Right. Yeah, that's so good. Well, friends, I think that this has been an enlightening conversation about the many ways that businesses and ministries can work together to achieve their objectives. And I just want to encourage you to think of ways that you can better integrate your business and ministry endeavors. Where can you find places to use your skills and abilities that you have to bless someone else? What potential collaboration? Collaborations can you form? I, I encourage you to think about this and to pray about it. And then if you want, let us know on social media and let us know ways that you are taking action with your business and ministry. And that's all we have for today. That's a wrap. As always, we thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes and keep sparking your influence.